Hi, I'm John. And I'm Cecilia. Welcome to Crazy Cat Paranormal Speaks. Hey, Crazy Cats, you came back for season two. Welcome. We are starting a new series where we talk to folks who actually own haunted houses. And I've been looking around at this house, and I have to tell you, it's, it's kind of creepy, to be honest with you. Um, I want to introduce you all to the owner of the Boyd House, Jill Shelley. Welcome to the show, and thank you for starting our season two, Jill. Hi, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. We are very excited to have you on. Um, I know you've been around for a very long time. Do you want to talk a little bit about your team and, and events leading up to the Boyd House? Yeah, actually, um, I've kind of been always fascinated by the paranormal since I was really young. And as I got older, I thought, <clears throat> you know, I kind of learned and studied about paranormal and ended up starting to do investigating about 10 years ago. Met a great group of people, and we started a group called St. Croix Paranormal. And we just kind of traveled all over. Um, well, first we started out um, with local places and, and private homes in our area and captured quite a bit of evidence and then branched out and started going to some of the well-known haunted locations um, to do investigations and, and just kind of prove that the existence of, of uh, spirits, I guess. And uh, so that's just kind of the beginning of the journey there. <laughs> Did you guys run into a, a lot of, um, I don't want to say captures or evidence because that doesn't really explain what happens when you're on an investigation. It's a little too technical for, for the, the feelings and the emotions and, and just the heightened awareness when you're on an investigation. But, but do you have anything that stands out? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that stand out a lot of different places. You know, I guess I have a soft spot for like Edinburgh Manor because I've had a lot of communication with a little girl um, that resides there, you know, and other investigators have as well. So we kind of played games in the in the pool room and stuff, and and we knew despite some of the interactions, it was a child. And when we had left, I had gotten EVP, so I didn't hear it at the time. But when I got home, it was a little girl saying, "I'm going to miss you." Aww. So wow. that kind of like I know, like it's such a memorable event for me that it's made me gone back like five times now because <laughs> I love that place so much. Um. So yeah, there's there's things like that, and and um, like you never forget the first place we traveled to um, was the Velisca Axe Murder House, and and we just had a lot of interaction there, and we had like our REM pod was going off, and they were throwing little rocks from upstairs to downstairs to the little floor grate, like so like <laughs> little pebbles would keep That's landing. That's pretty awesome. And um, you know, so we had that, but we had really great EVPs when we got home, like. The kids were actually interacting and using their names. So um, Lena was one of the children. So you hear one of the boys say to her, no, Lena, no. And a little boy that said, I want to touch her things. And just two of the, we actually had two, which is so rare to get, um, two EVPs of the kids talking to one another. So one said, do you want to play? And the other one said, no way. That is awesome. That so those were some you know some really memorable things like you just things you'll just never forget. <laughs> that is absolutely awesome. What did you think of the of the X House? Because I have a friend that refuses to ever step foot in that place again. Um, I, I love it. Um, it I think it's changed or maybe we just had because we went back. So the first time you know we got such great EVPs with the children and a lot of interaction, and then it was probably about. 
six years later that we came back. We didn't have as much interaction with the children. We didn't really get any kid EVPs. We just had more action actually in the barn. Um, but it's just, it's really a cool place to be. And and there definitely is something there. It's just, it's, it's kind of creepy though when you sit there. When you're up on that floor where they got murdered, the house is so tiny. It's so where the parents got murdered first. It's really just like maybe five or six footsteps to the children's room. And there's like no wall there, really. So it's like, you know, these kids heard everything and saw everything. And you just kind of look around and just kind of think about it. Yeah. And that gets kind of creepy, you know. But you haven't had something like profoundly negative happen there. No, not personally haven't had anything negative happen there. I always had good positive stuff, I think. But, you know, our team kind of likes to focus on the spirit's life rather than their death. So when we went there, we never talked about what happened. We were just more interested in getting the kids to play games and stuff. I I like your attitude and I like your approach. (laughs) I definitely definitely do. Yeah, we kind of look at it as like, well, everybody knows how you died and who wants to dwell on it? Because I'm pretty sure most people come in and say, how did you die? Well, you don't want to rehash that over and again. So let's just focus on what, what, uh, you know, you were about. That's what we tend to to, to kind of lean towards. I think we get a little bit more interaction with our our philosophy. That actually brings up an interesting question. Um, I already have my own opinion on it. I'm curious about yours. How you approach a place affects the responses that you get. Is that something that you believe? Is it something you've, I mean, based on what you're saying now, I think it's probably, we're probably aligned on this, but. Yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. It's, you know, we've gone to places where, um, you know, people are like, oh my God, it's, you know, so active or it's so evil or it's this. And then we go and we get nothing, you know, and is that, just because the spirit doesn't want to interact with you that day is it your energy that you're bringing. And, and, you know, everybody investigates different and has their own way of doing stuff. So it's just, I think a lot is is with the energy and what, what people bring to the table. Um, And yeah, totally, totally agree. And, you know, it's up to the spirit. Ultimately, if they want to talk to you, they'll talk to you. Well, that's true. I, I just keep thinking, my my buddy that won't go back to that place ever again, like adamantly will not go back to that place. He won't even talk about whatever it was he experienced in that place. So his experience was so vastly different than what your team has experienced. I'm just wondering if, if attitude was part of that. It, you know, I think it could be and how you approach things. Um, you know, maybe possibility that, you know, if, I don't know what he was doing, but maybe they got sick of talking about the death or something, and maybe that was the parents, you know, or somebody that was like, hey, let's upset the children kind of thing. Yeah. We don't know. We, but we don't know. But it's hard to say. I, I don't know if there's anything necessarily evil as the Velisca, at least not in my any of my experiences. That's cool. That, that is nice to have a, a different perspective on that place. I'll tell you what, because <laughs> we go back and forth. It's like, well, do we want to visit? Do we not want to visit? Well, so-and-so is like terrified to ever go in there. And he does this. He's been doing this stuff forever in a day. And mm-hmm. you, you, you're coming along. It's like, oh, well, you know, we talk to the kids and we play games. And it was like. <laughs> yeah, I actually had fun jump on the bed with me because uh, everybody else was like in that little attic crawl space there for a minute. 
So I went to just sit on the bed, and they're like really springy, boingy beds. So if somebody sits, you know somebody sits. And I was just waiting there, and all of a sudden, you just felt somebody just flop down, and the whole bed shook. I was like, oh, my God, who is this? I just jumped out of bed. <laughs> so that was that was a little creepy, but, um, you know, we settled down and started like, hey, let's play some games again. So <laughs> that that is That is pretty cool. Do you usually have mostly positive experiences when the team goes out? Uh, mostly we've only had, well, we've had a few, uh, Teresa, we call her the paranormal punching bag because she's the one who's always getting scratched or pushed or something. I don't know if she draws negative energy to her. Um, but we've seen, um, you know, she's had a lot of scratching and and stuff like that, but her biggest one was at Whispers Estate where she was up in this closet and it's known to be a real haunted, um, location with the closet being the most negative where a lot of people get scratched and pushed and that kind of and locked in the closet oh (laughs) so we went in it yeah and and so of course we decided yeah hey let's go sit in it um (laughs) and it's like a big walk-in closet so it's not like a tiny thing and there was a chair she was sitting in way in the back and i kind of just decided i heard this voice in my head that said get out of this closet so i did but i also don't like being in closets anyway so i didn't say anything i said oh it's just me being you know paranoid and um then we heard on the spirit box that said shut this door and then we didn't do that either so eventually Teresa and the whole chair (laughs) came launching probably about three to four feet across the room out of that closet and she said something physically picked up that chair and threw her out oh wow oh wow we try to debunk it too because she's like, "Look, if I if I fell off the chair, she's like, I just land right here. It would land way over here." Mm-hmm. So, so that, yeah, there was just yeah. So that was kind of a that was probably our most negative experience that we've we've had. Was it just her that launched out of the closet, or her and the chair? It was her and the chair. Yeah, so that doesn't. Uh, that's not a person flinching and jumping out of the closet. <laughs> the chair wouldn't come exactly, with exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at her picture on your website as you're talking about her, and it's just like she looks so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she is. They just love spirits. They don't. They don't like her for some reason. So, <laughs> Teresa, if you're listening, you look adorable. So, <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your team. I mean, I'm look. I'm looking at the pictures. I'm reading the bios. Uh, com. in case anybody's interested. And y'all just look so sweet and and nice and not at all stomping around the dark. Yeah, we're one big, happy, little ghosty family. You know, Donna, she's kind of like the mother hen of the group. You know, she's always taking care of us when we're out and about. um, And she just, she works her little butt off. And yeah, we just love her. She loves doing the EVP work and the camera work, you know, filming um, when we when we go to investigations, because then we put like a little videos together for people to see kind of what we did. And, you know, kind of started out when we were doing it as like, um, like a little keepsake of every place that we we've been, because I kind of started getting, getting into video production just for fun. You know, I don't really, it's never going to go anywhere, but I just do it because it's fun and I enjoy it. Wait, there's fun in video production? (laughs) Yeah. There's anything fun about production? (laughs) I'm glad somebody said that. Um, yeah, so then we just ended up creating our little show and, and putting that out there, and it ended up running on local cable station here in, in town. Um, oh, that's cool. So that so that was kind of fun, but again, we just 
do it as a keepsake. So, and then um, Alex is our only guy in the team, so we feel bad for him that he has to put up with all of us women. Um, <laughs> but he's 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 awesome. And um, yeah, and then Teresa, of course, we've already talked about her being the punch today. So that's pretty much the team. Um, Stephanie um, comes as much as she can. Uh, she's uh, graduated now, and she's a mortician, so um, we're really proud of her. She moved a little bit farther south, so her life changed a little bit, but um, we do see her from time to time. How dare she grow up and get a normal life? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so y- you you have this team, and it's it's. I'm, I'm just I'm looking at the pictures. I'm reading the bios, and it's it's just a nice, normal group of people who go and spend nights in dark dusty scary, scary. places <laughs> <laughs> how, how did the boyd house come about well you know traveling to all these haunted locations we thought gosh it would be really cool to have my own place um and then about two years ago financially i was able to fulfill that dream um except the only thing i didn't realize is i have to mow the lawn and clean it and that kind of thing <laughs> so, yeah that's what alex is for <laughs> um other than that, yeah, I ended up um, finding the Boyd House and purchasing that and, um, you know, doing just a lot of investigation and allowing other teams to come in and investigate. Did you have to do a lot of work on it or was it kept up pretty well? It wasn't It wasn't in too bad a shape. Um, you know, just needed some updates here and there. Uh, what I was trying to do is, so the house originally was built in 1901. And I wanted to kind of bring it back to that style. And currently, right now, it has a lot still left of the natural woodwork, um, crystal chandelier. It's just a really cool, um, just, I just love just that. I just fell in love with that just the, in the first time I looked at it. Um, so I'm just trying to bring it back to the 1900s. So we've been, you know, slowly doing, you know, some painting, um, putting up the different uh, Victorian-type wallpapers. Uh, and I just have a whole bunch more um, ideas in my head of, of things we want to do. But we pretty much have filled it with all of the old antique furniture at this point. You know, the Victorian couches and the chairs and the, um, you know, just kind of kind of bringing it back to the, to the way. It- so previous owners over the years had kind of modernized it along the way to live in it? Nope, they didn't modernize it at all. So, <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's pretty much original. Um, they did put a new foundation in and add a little section onto the basement. But otherwise, yeah, none of the rooms, you know, I think they added one porch. But other than that, everything's pretty much original. It has heat, though, right? Yes, it has heat and electric and two bathrooms, so it's kind of <laughs> But nobody <laughs> likes the bathroom down in the basement, and I can't figure out why. <laughs> do, do they say why, or they just kind of shy away from it? They just said it. They just said it's super creepy down there, and I never <laughs> get, you know, the creepy, you know, I don't ever feel creepy down there, you know, I guess I don't know. I spend a lot of time. I have to go down there and do laundry and stuff. So. You don't live in the house, do you? I don't live in the house, but no, I we have two beds up there, so I'll wash the bed sheets and stuff. And right, you know, we clean clean when we're there, and yeah. So I have had actually um, a card. I, so I had set up a uh, poker game in in the basement, and I also use like old coins from the 18, 1900s. And then I had like a real big gold coin. And I said, you know, that was, oh, this was a grand prize. And so I, throughout the night, I would constantly shuffle the cards um, and just, you know, play like I'm the, you know, poker dealer guy. And, 
had a REM pod on that table, and that went on and off for like three and a half hours. Wow. But every time you come down, it would stop. And then, um, but I always took one card and I put it to the edge of the table, but never hanging over. So just right to the edge. So the edge of the card was touching the edge of the table. And I'd always say, just throw one, throw this card off if you've enjoyed the card games tonight. I'd really appreciate that. So I like did this all night. At 11.30, I came down, did my last shuffle. You know, again, here's the card. If you've enjoyed this evening, let me know. And then at midnight, they threw that card off the table, and I caught that on film, so I was really excited. Oh, how cool. That's exciting. <laughs> so what's what's the history? We're still learning a little bit about the, the history on it. Uh, so like I said, it was built in 1901, but the deed goes back to 1884. And that's when the land was actually owned by the St. Louis and Minneapolis Railroad. And the tracks pretty much run basically right through the backyard. So there's probably, you know, a lot of energy drawn in just alone from the railroad tracks. Um, We don't know if, you know, maybe some people had died on the land before that. um, Because it also was, the town was um, backed up right to the Sioux Dakota Reservation line. So we don't know what kind of transpired in maybe the 1700s. It's it's hard to find history, you know, going way, way that yeah. far back. Um, but one of the, you know, I, I know a couple of the owners prior to, but the most prevalent that I found information on um, was Fred Eckert. And he lived in the house in 1912, and he owned one of the stores in town. And he did, like, the dry goods and fancy goods. He had shoes. um kind of like a general store almost. And he also helped build one of the churches. He became part of the fire department and the school council. And he actually died in the home. And we've had evidence that he is still in the home because um, he has said his name mm. and we have heard others say Fred's coming. And we've had a medium say she's actually talked to Fred. Um, so we do know that Fred is still in that house. Wow. And then we have two Two other confirmed deaths, um, but I don't know if those are the ones that are there because Fred's the only one that I have a confirmation as far as a for sure name. Right. So, you said the the railroad is right on the railroad line. Are the tracks still there, or at least any evidence of roadbed? Oh yeah, because it, the train still runs. Oh, uh, oh so, it's right so behind the you, house. You get that energy from that. Yeah. So it's just pretty much you just go out and go through some trees, and then there's the tracks right there. Okay. And they did have, you know, one death I know by the railroad tracks that a man was run over. Uh, and that was like 1912, I think, um, that that happened. And he was the owner of the hotel at the time. So, Jill, what set this house apart for you? I mean, what did you investigate it? In the past, and then when it came for sale, you were like, hey, you know, I've been here. I know what this place is like. Did it dry? I mean, I'm trying to figure out what pulled you to buy this particular house. Well, you know, when you're looking for a haunted house to buy, it usually aren't advertised that way. So, no. no. <laughs> um, I would just, <laughs> I would just, my realtor knew what I was doing. She's a really cool realtor. And um, she knew that when we go look at houses that I was interested, that it would be many investigations we'd be doing. So I would just do the looking and this particular house fit my criteria, but I was really, really drawn to the pictures and I just, I don't, I kept looking at them before I went and I came back. I was just, it's almost like I was obsessed in a way of this house. And I know when we went there, we were waiting outside for the realtor to show and Donna and I had 
were sitting outside and we're just kind of just getting this feel and, and, you know, we're pretty, pretty in the sink. We've been together for so long, but just kind of looked at her. I said, do you kind of feel like somebody's staring at you through the attic window? And she's like, yeah, kind of got that feel. Um, so it was, it was, um, it was like when you entered the house, it's like you knew something was, was like staring at you from afar, no matter where you went. Um, but we did have a REM pod going off within eight minutes after being there. I'd put it upstairs. And then we had gotten a few responses on the spirit box. Like one woman said, who are you? And that makes sense because, you know, nobody's ever really talked to one before. Um, so then I was kind of like, okay, well, I got some stuff. And uh, medium that I work, work with in the past that I trusted that there were actually six spirits that were in the house. And a lot of things that she told me. She was she was with I, you when you looked at the property. No, she was not with me. She um, she looked through a picture. Oh, okay. And she was able to tell me that. Yeah, and then she told me. Well, one thing she told me is like, oh, well, when you when you um, spend the night in the house on your first night, you're gonna hear the man come through the back door. Well, I hadn't bought the house yet. I hadn't even told her anything about it. But for her to say my first night there and that's exactly what happened too (laughs) yeah I was like I was I was in the house it was our first night there and I was just walking by the basement door and all of a sudden there was a loud bam 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 like right you know on that door of course I jumped 10 feet because I wasn't expecting it (laughs) you know and like you know and then I try to do you know I'm trying to debunk it I'm like okay is it airflow is it this is it you know and I pull in and the only thing that would have done that is somebody banging on the other side and so that was, uh, and, and I thought right back to her, I'm like, huh, she was right. <laughs> <laughs> what type of heat does the house have in it? Oh, it's a, it's a gas, gas forced air. Forced air, okay. Yeah, it's it's actually, yeah, it's brand new, actually. It was put in the, the year I bought the house, so it's only two years old, so that's okay. kind of nice. So, so no steam, um, ra- no steam radiators or baseboards on a steam boiler? No, no, because we do have baseboard heat, but I do not use that um, just because it's, it, it's, it's electric and it costs yeah, a million yeah. dollars. So I, I have totally shut that off. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we only go yeah, we only go with the regular gas heat. I spent some time over the last week or so uh, actually Googling and looking up and YouTubing the Boyd House and came across a video where they actually captured EVPs from children. And toys going off and things like that. Is that a common occurrence? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have that. The kids like to play games. Um, I always bring them, like, new toys, and people leave them toys. And, you know, every time I come, sometimes I'm like, oh, look, you guys got a monkey. You know, <laughs> <laughs> things like that. Um, but, yeah, they they get different audio toys um, that you can just touch. And the only way things go off is by being touched. And, and I'll just hear them randomly go off in the house. You'll hear running or kids laughing. Um, I have myself captured um, one of the meetings that one of the children, a male child hides in the closets. And I remember opening a closet and I got an EVP that said, don't hurt me. And uh, so I don't know if he was abused or he was scared. Um, So, and I've have gotten other little kids EVPs. And I know when I was up in the attic on my spirit box, I had said, is anybody up here? And it says, Luke, I'm eight. So, um, you know, I don't know who, exactly who Luke is. Um, but we do have children playing with toys, and they, they tend to like the, a lot of the stuff. So I, I bring them lots of good 
stuff. Yeah, have you had a lot of teams come out and investigate? I think last year we had 38 different teams in. Wow. <laughs> so the answer is yes. <laughs> That's a good number. <laughs> yeah, especially with the pandemic going on, I think that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm looking at the picture of the house and uh and the uh, the bushes. Is it like the side view? Is it a side view? It's a side view, yeah. yeah. Do you usually get more activity towards the back there or towards the front? And there's a reason I'm asking. That's <laughs> I would say more if you're talking on the on the lower floor. Yeah, lower it back would window. Probably be, it would probably be towards the back area. Oh. For sure, more activity in, in that on the lower floor. And there's a bush right outside that window? Or short yeah. tree. Or short tree or something. Okay. Because um, sometimes when I look at pictures, I get flashes. And just a, a skinny man <laughs> is like there, <laughs> if that makes any sense. So that's why I was asking. Yeah, it could have been Fred. He wasn't He wasn't an overweight guy, so. Oh, this, is, this is like a... a a skinny guy. So, I don't know. Sometimes that happens and I've got to stop and, and address that. So, Yeah. Well, cool. Cool. So, if somebody wanted to come and investigate, what would they need to do? Uh, you can just uh, contact us either on Facebook on our Boyd House page. You can just send a direct message or um, you can direct email us at boydhouse217 at yahoo.com. Um, and then just send me a couple of request dates and then we just kind of go from there. Um, what we do is it's uh 175 a night for up to eight people. And then we let you investigate from 3 PM till noon the next day. So that way you get plenty of time to set up and a lot of time to investigate and even a little bit of time to catch some sleep before you got to get up and drive home. So <laughs> that that is incredibly generous amount of time. Yeah, that really is. Well, yeah, you know, when you travel around a lot, you kind of like start to kind of get a feel like we would always talk like if we had our own place, what do you think? What would you do to improve? And a lot of it was time. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of teams will drive long distances and then you feel like you have to give up some of your investigation to actually get some sleep or sometimes you have to be out by 4 a.m. or 2 a.m. And, and so it just it kind of puts a little damper on things. So Sometimes you try to go to sleep at 4 a.m. and... The house won't let you, and you have to be up at 6 a.m. Right. out the door. <laughs> Not that I'm speaking from personal experience. <laughs> we we stayed somewhere not that long ago, and we finally crawled into bed at like 4 or 4.30 in the morning, and the house decided that was the time to throw a party. Yeah. It was like, I just want to sleep. I'm old. <laughs> so if you could investigate anywhere, where would you want to go? Uh, well, right now on my bucket list is the old South Pittsburgh Hospital in Tennessee. Um, that's like my number one that I want to go to. Um, and I'm hoping maybe in 2021, um, just because it's such a long drive for me that I'd have to take probably a week off of work to get it done. Um, so that, that's that's on my bucket list. That that's definitely sounds like something that should be on our bucket list, to be honest. Is it, is it vacant? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's available for overnight investigation, so... But it's it's a it's vacant, a like really there's huge old house. no yeah. one there. Right. It's just a trip. Correct. It is just a long trip. That is a, we we get the camper and we pick up people along the way. Yeah. <laughs> and we stop in other places. <laughs> kind of a trip. Right. 
we we've been doing a lot of places locally because of the pandemic, and uh, I keep eyeballing like I'm eyeballing your house definitely. That's on my list now, and we eyeball these these longer distance places or going back home to New York and getting some places there. But oh, that's a good question, Jill. How far is the house from the closest uh, airport? Uh, probably about two and a half hours. Okay. So yeah, that'd be from the Minneapolis uh, airport. So I know we're like 145 miles southwest of the Twin Cities. So Okay. So that's a possibility for folks if they wanted to... To fly in? Yeah. Fly in and drive, yeah. You certainly could do that. We've, we've had a couple teams actually doing that. I got somebody coming in actually from Colorado uh, here in February, and I think somebody coming in from Utah in May. So Do they send equipment ahead? Or do they somehow fly with it? Uh, I think some of them are flying with it. I've never uh, done that. I always wonder if they think a REM pod is a bomb or something, and I just didn't want to deal with security with that to try to explain what right. this thing is. So. <laughs> Would you be open to receiving a, a parcel and storing it for a team ahead of time? Oh, yeah. I could certainly do that for you. Okay. So that is an option then. Folks, sure. folks who, who can't make the drive but can fly and then, I guess, rent a car at the airport. For yeah. A two-and-a-half-hour drive is a lot better than... A two-day drive. A two-day drive or a three-day <laughs> yeah. drive. And it's more time to investigate while you're there. That's pretty awesome. So, Jill, anything else you you want to tell us about the house or your experiences or anything coming up for you guys? Yeah, I just every time I go down there, it's always something new. Um, getting different experiences, you know, myself as well as other team, teams that have coming in. And, and as far as our teams this year, we just decided to uh, just take it pretty low key. We just have two trips planned. Um, so we're going to go to the Stevenson Building in Nebraska in June, and then the Asher Walton House in Indiana. We're going to do that in August. Um, so we'll be uh, traveling to those and having some fun adventures. And then um, in between time, just going down to the Boyd House when it's uh, uh, able to, when it's not, um, you know, already occupied by uh, other team members. And you know keep coming up with some evidence that is awesome um listeners if you want to know more about the boyd house or jill's team the saint croix paranormal or check out their youtube take a peek at the show notes we're going to have all her links there so that you can follow her like her videos uh, check out the house i mean they're pretty fascinating I, i highly recommend checking out this house Jill, thank you so much for being on the show, and thank you for your patience with our slight technical difficulties. Uh, listeners, translate. I gave her the wrong call-in number, so that's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed talking with you guys. 